Warning, warning, my fellow Americans, to idiots reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Please mosey on down, cover your ears, and await further instructions. Yeehaw. And welcome back to Discovering SCP. I'm Tanani, and here is my co-host, Arnell. Hi guys, I'm Darnell, or some of you may affectionately know me as uh, Tanhoney's random friend. Exactly, that's what I call you in my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Well, Tanhoney, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, we're just um, sort of winding down the AMA that's going on Reddit at the moment. Are yes, we... uh, if any of you want to check it out, Tanhoney... Oh, sorry, you should plug it, not me. Why am I speaking? Well, um... If you want to check it out, it's over for about two weeks by the time you'll be listening to this. But it'll still be on the Reddit if you want to take a look through uh, my answers. Oh yeah, I forgot this is a backlog episode. <laughs> be so if you're interested, you can look through the Reddit archives. I'll be real with you, if you find it and you question it, Tan will still probably answer. He's very loving, he's been oh, answering yeah. everything. But don't don't um, take that as a promise, because I might not. If he doesn't, don't be offended. It doesn't mean he hates you. It just means you're not yes, worth his time. <laughs> if I if I, I've answered every question on the MA, if I don't answer you, it's because I hate you. That, that happened to me once on Twitter. Someone did one of those like reply and I'll do a thing, and they did it for twenty other people, but not me. And I was like, oh, I thought, okay. Anyway, we are an SCP podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. So Tan, how many SCPs do we have today? Four. Count them. One, two, three, four. Four! No tails, no no nonsense. Just SCPs today, just pure, undiluted skip. Alright, and are they all still season two? These are all season two. Awesome. Alright, let's get right into it then. Particular let's theme get... as well. Oh, okay. Would I you want... like to reveal that or shall it be... It, it, okay. It'll become obvious as we proceed. Alright, so audience members, uh, <laughs> if you guess the theme before Tan says it, Comment down below if you're confident, lock in your answer, and if you're right, then we'll be happy. For just you. tell me on and the you... AMA that's still just going tell on. Tell me on the AMA <laughs> two weeks later. Anyway, um, yeah, let's yeah. get into it. Begin with SCP-1011 by VAE Links. Ooh, that's a cool name. Yeah, and this one is called uh, Humanization Process. Oh God. So basically putting things in the, uh, what's it called? The machine, the gears thing. Strange, strange. What could it mean? All right, start us off. Okay, item number, SCP-1011. Object class safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-1011 is to be kept in Hall 7 at Site 35. Why, sorry to interrupt so quickly, why does that sound like a familiar place, Hall 7, Site 35? Sort of reminds me of the Little Misters, because I had a Hall Yeah, I remember being Hall 7, but their site was censored. Yeah. Do you think it could be the same? I don't think that's anything to do with the Little Misters, so maybe not. <laughs> okay, I think that's why it reminded me of that too. But yeah, sorry, continue. Two guards be present at all times at the entrance to Hall 07 to prevent the removal of SCP-1011. The D-class population working on Site-35 as a part of currently running experiments is suspended from monthly termination schedule due to the extended length of time needed to study the effects of SCP-1011. Wait, does the Foundation just kill the D-class every month? There is, uh, there is, <laughs> this is contested. Most people these days say that no, that's ridiculous because there's not yeah, enough you go people through on way too much free mi- You go through way too many people too fast. I pers- and they need, you need them. I Why personally them? subscribe to they let them go at the end of the month because I think that's more interesting. I I, I feel you, but that you would just simply run out of people, my friend. Yeah, and they need those people for valuable test subjects. Yeah, I, maybe I, they just get put back into the system. Or maybe termination for once just means being fired. Like, all right, you survived a month, now you get to yeah. be a free living man again. Not a euphemism. Yeah, they, they, they like give you an amnestic and you get to live your life out and not die on death row. You serve. <laughs> okay. So is that's, this... my, that's my thing. Yes, that's I, 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 mine's similar there, yeah. As material produced during the experiment appears to lack anomalous properties, its use is approved for non-critical applications as defined in document CSG-0371-N. Description. SCP-1011 is a statue approximately 2 meters tall, weighing approximately 4,200 kilograms. Depicting oh, that's a, a dense fucking statue. Yeah, depicting a worker whose head has been replaced by an assortment of tools. The pedestal bears an inscription stating, Man is the most important means of production. And the year of casting is stated to be 1927. 
What a wacky communism moment. Material analysis revealed the composition to be ordinary cast iron with 2.3... I don't know what that means, Don LDA. Uh, weight percent, I believe. Weight percent? Carbon content. SCP Let me check what WT percent is, because that's going to bother me if I'm wrong. And I'll fill the space while you Google it. It is mass fraction. So I was. it's the fraction of mass. So compared to the entire mass of the thing, 2.3% of the mass is carbon. I see, I see. SCP-1011's anomalous properties manifest when it is seen by human subjects who will engage in productive labor no later than three hours after the sighting and escalate slowly with additional exposure. Denial of exposure to SCP-1011 has been shown sufficient to halt the progress of the condition. Oh, so all you have to do is say, no, I didn't, I didn't get exposed to it and it stops working. Well, I think denial of exposure means denying them exposure to it. Oh, oh I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> I don't see you. Oh, I guess I don't work anymore. During stage one, subjects designated 1011-1 will begin to demonstrate a heightened sense of morale and satisfaction, voluntarily working longer hours and paying increased attention to their task. As the phase progresses, they seize activities other than work, sleep, and satisfying basic bodily needs. After approximately blank months, stage 2 is marked by the 1011-1 initially beginning to show reluctance to use means of personal safety, such as helmets, gloves, or safety glasses. When questioned, they respond finding them unnecessary and binding. As the phase progressive, 1011 also slowly ceases to utilize tools, favoring the use of their own body even at risk of minor damage. This phase lasts for approximately blank further months. The well, how would they ever know this with D-Class if they terminate them every month? Well, because that's, those why are they said they, months. that's why they say they don't with this one. Uh, makes so sense. The onset of stage 3 is marked by insomnia in SCP-1011-1. Instead, they congregate within eyesight of 1011 and seize movement, sit there and get it for 3 hours a day average. The effects of stage 2 progress with an almost complete abandonment of tool and machine use by 1011-1, with them often acting in groups to replace lost functionality. Bodily affirmations appear on 1011-1 at this stage, which tend to facilitate their tasks. 1011-1 at this stage has a marked resistance to pain. This stage oh, lasts uh, indefinitely. Just, like, deforming. Mm. Well, at least, so, what I'm getting is stage 1 and 2, if you stop exposing them, will wear off, but when stage 3 happens, it's permanent. Yeah. On at least one known occasion, the condition caused by 1011 progresses into stage 4, terminal stage. Oh god. During this stage, 1011-1 use one another as construction material, depleting the population of an afflicted factory in a matter of days. Despite extensive experimentation with possible triggers, attempts to initiate terminal stage among the D-class population of Site-35 have been unsuccessful. That's so bizarre. What a weird SCP. Mm. So recovery log, we've got a bit more here. I can see why they'd use it though, because if you just get them to stage 1 and then make them get away from exposure, you can just increase efficiency. SCP. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Sorry. No, you're you're going. Sorry, I was just about to apologize because yeah, there was an awkward pause. So SCP-1011 came into attention of the Foundation at Blank Steel Works on 28th October, Bashkir ASSR RF RSFSR Soviet Union, currently site 35, on Blank Blank 1947. After an inspection was mandated as a part of price 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 awarding. Uh, should that be prize? No, it's it's price awarding. They're they're costing the right. thing procedure due to the consistent exceeding of production targets. That's my that was my worst one yet of that happening. Yeah, the, the, no, there's price awarding is not the way you would say it. You would just call it appraisal. <laughs> Title this would be price, price, price. <laughs> price awarding makes it sound like yes, and this will cost five dollars. Like it would just be so, called appraisal. Yeah, so we have a footnote here called sources indicate SCP-1011 has been installed in blank steelworks 28 October during late 1945. Or being found in the inventory of Redacted during its bombing by the Wehrmacht on blank blank 1944. No previous records seem to exist of its inveritorization, delivery Inventorization. I've not seen that word before. Uh, again, I don't think that's a real word, but I think what they're trying to say is exist of what who in invented it and how. Hmm. There seems to be a lot of made-up or weird words in this. Maybe this wasn't made by someone who had English as a first language, so I don't want to make fun. But so, however, before it seems very odd. However, before containment by the Foundation could be attempted, the entire site was taken off limits by agents of Division P, Psychotronics, GRU. <laughs> Agent P. At, oh, sorry. At around this time, Stage Four apparently occurred. So, um, Division P of the GRU is basically. Do you know the, what the real GRU was? Um, we're gonna. I hope I don't look ignorant, but no. Okay, so that was um, 
part of the USSR is basically um, part of their intelligence, one of their intelligence agencies. Mm-hmm. So in the SP universe, this is the part of them that dealt with all the paranormal shit during the Cold War. Ah, uh, Sugoi. So it's like their version of the US's paranormal thing. Yeah. So following the dissolution of the USSR in 1991, Foundation agents persuaded the government of Russian Federation to decommission and sell the site to a Foundation front end for redacted dollars, and Site 35 was established around it. So, uh, do you want to read this first um, document here and I'll read the second one? Sure, absolutely. Excerpt of inspection report. Redacted for brevity. The directing committee of Redacted welcomed me cordially. However, I couldn't help but notice a marked lack of focus and erratic behavior on their part. Comrade Markinson kept talking about what a marvelous effect the statue that has been installed in the hall during the last five-year plan has had on worker morale, and what a work of socialist art it is, and urged me to see it as soon as possible. On the other hand, Comrade Tony San constantly filled in assorted forms with what appeared to be just his finger, though I might be mistaken. Redacted. Why is he so condi- smug? <laughs> I don't know. Conditions in the main foundry are unfitting for the basic dignity of socialist man. Men barehandedly handle red-hot ingots, their hands black and shriveled, others pound rivets into sheet metal with their heads. I've seen two men use the back of a third to saw through a log. His back covered in sharp ridges not found on a healthy person. He seems to be much too happy about this for what for the Well, yeah, remember he said... Oh, no, he was complaining marked lack of focus. I thought he was, like, happy about this. No. They seem to feel no discomfort and smile eagerly at every visitor. About a data-expunged wire acted as a human lifting mechanism of sorts when five of them fell into the molten metal. Another replaced them within moments. Comrade Markinson, who was my guide on the tour, didn't uh, didn't appear to find any wrongs with the present arrangement, answering a few of my questions reluctantly, then continuing to extol the virtues of the statue. Redacted. I request immediate shutdown of operations at Blank Steelworks of 28th October. It's quarantining and further investigation. Despite the exceptional effort needed towards the rebuilding of our motherland, this is decisively not the path we are to take. Furthermore, the observed could be signs of sabotage as per the recent circulatory detailing. Min data expunged. Mikhail Vzevaladovak. Something blank. Okay, so addendum (sighs) 2. Expert from Leaked Division P grew action reports. Upon arrival, the site appeared to be deserted. The offices were empty, no sight of even the directors or the party committee. The hall containing the object contained several piles of clothing and some data expunged, but otherwise nothing notable. Lieutenant Nathan <laughs> appeared overly disturbed okay. and obsessed by it. By Just man- Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Nathan for you, but I managed to force him to follow on. <laughs> the idea. Put the statue in the middle of the factory. <laughs> It'll encourage the workers to work harder. <laughs> the Gru loved it. <laughs> In the main foundry, we found 94 produced ingots, the last 15 of which having a distinct texture. Scraping water from my knife reveals considerable softness of material, and I was able to dislodge bone-like segments. The furnace was cooled. Inspection revealed it containing remains of blood and scraps of tissue. However, data expunged consistency. Large segments of the rolling and extrusion assembly replaced by severely date expunged apparently expired. Redacted, encountered one of the former workers. He lacked clothing and is that data expunged. Ignored questioning and... Why does it keep doing data expunged mid-word? It's a stylistic choice, I'm pretty sure. And kept repeating, job's done. He was attending (laughs) to further questioning. Like the fucking orcs in, in, uh, in, uh, what's it called? The the one that's not Starcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. Oh my god, is that what this whole article is a joke about? I don't think so. (laughs) Job's done. So yeah, um, I quite liked that. Uh, I did too. I'll admit at first when I was reading it, I thought it was going to be like a case of communism LARPing. Um, Not going to get political. I don't care what you believe. But like, you know, some people on the internet tend to like meme up communism. So I thought it was just going to be a meme article about that. Hmm. Um, but it was more interesting. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I'll probably give this a six or a seven out of ten. It's not like the greatest article I've ever read. But, you know, it was pretty well done. Solid. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, solid. Um, I'll toss it an upvote. Yeah, I thought it had some good body horror. Like, I like the detail when they were using the guy that saw. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Okay, so um, next we have SCP-1178. This one is by Roger, who uh, I don't know if we've encountered one of his articles before. I can't quite recall. But he is currently the 
writer on the site with the most SCP articles. Who is? Uh, Roger, the writer of this one. Oh, shit. How does he rank up compared to you? Well, he has more than me, so... <laughs> no, but, I mean, you say, like, you know, by, by rating, you're, like, number seven. What is uh, he? Right now, I'm number seven. I believe he is... He's number four. Is he still active? Uh, yes, I was, I've actually done a collab with him fairly recently. Oh, nice. And you've done 122. How many has he done? Uh, 304. Oh, my God! Yeah, so Roger, Roger is a freak of nature. <laughs> and people are like, Tanhoney has nonstop. But there's a point where Tanhoney has to go watch Kitchen Nightmares. Roger never quits. He saw the statue, dude. I see, I see. <laughs> so, yes, Damn. we're reading one of his now. And this is, uh, did I post the link? SCP-1178. And this one is called the, 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 the Floating ICBM. Uh, what's an ICBM? Don't hate me. It's something spacey, right? Uh, it, it stands for... Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. Yes. Um, so we have the image here, which we can see. It's a rocket sort of blasting off. Pop caption says SCP-1178 during its initial launch event on blank, blank, well, 19 blank. It's a missile, but same. Well, yeah, well, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, there's no one going to space on that thing. Only death arrives at the end of a missile. Okay. So, item number. SCP-1178. Object class, Keta. Special containment procedures. An area of exclusion has been created around SCP-1178's active area. Any human or vehicle entering this area has been immediately terminated or destroyed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is serious. Security personnel patrolling this area from the ground must maintain a state of radio silence at all times. Aircraft patrolling the area must never move closer than two kilometers to SCP-1178's area of exclusion. So they have to, like, fly around it? I guess so. So bizarre. Observational equipment must predate 1938 and must be constantly manned by Foundation personnel. If SCP-1178 shows any signs of movement towards the perimeter, it is to be considered a containment breach and a possible apocalyptic scenario. Oh. Loudspeaker units set up around 1178 must constantly create broadcasts of varying nature, including fabricated news reports of limited nuclear war between NATO states that possess nuclear armaments and the Soviet Union and the People's Republic of China. Oh, uh, I think, I think, uh, so I have an idea already. Mm -hmm. Based on this, I'm going to assume this is a Cold War missile, and the only reason it's not going off is as long as the Cold War is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and furthermore, I think your theme is Cold War. You're correct there. So in addition, there are to be reports indicating that the Midwestern United States has been devastated by a retaliatory strike. No, no, not A! I, I'm in the Midwest! <laughs> Alright, please on L. And that the US Army has invaded the Kamchatka Peninsula. Peninsula, sorry. False yes. broadcasting indicating troop movement and communication in the Soviet and United States Armed Forces. False civilian broadcasts corresponding to the above events. Television signals for programs broadcast between 1962 and 1981 in the Soviet Union. What, what I'm curious about is how the fuck they knew they had to do all this. What tests did they do to come to this conclusion if they can't even go within two kilometers of it? Yeah. Advertisements for consumer products such as gas masks, radiation suits, and firearms capable of being used by a child or parent. Oh, lovely. In the event that uh, SCP-1178 begins to accelerate, all personnel to initiate the pressure protocol. In the event of a Prochia protocol failure, Overwatch Command is to be set on high alert for the imminent possibility of an end-of-the-world scenario. Okay. Mm, not bad. So it's pretty serious. There's some pretty good containment procedures. Yeah. There's another SCP... There's a link to another SCP in here, I think. Uh, yes. Well, that we, that's also one we're going to look at later in this episode. Okay, but we don't have to worry about that mid-article? No. Okay, so, so, description... SCP-1178 is a Soviet-era RT-2 intercontinental ballistic missile. NATO reporting name SS-5 Skiin. Manufactured, like name manufactured sometime between 1962 and 1967. SCP-1178 is suspended exactly 1.34 kilometers in the air above blank, a former Soviet missile base. SCP-1178's rockets will activate intermittently, however it has never been observed to move outside of breach events. Mm -hmm. If any vehicle or mammalian organism approaches blank or SCP-1178 from a distance of 200 kilometers or less, or if a broadcast contrary to standard SCP-1178 broadcast is made in its range, it will begin to slowly accelerate itself from its position above the base. It moves very slowly, with the highest speed ever obtained being an estimated 1.6 kilometers per hour, achieved during its initial activation event. 
SCP-117 acceleration is considered a breach event as it will call it, cause its secondary effect to initiate. The initiation of the pre-ship protocol must be done within three minutes of SCP-1178's acceleration in order to be effective. So again, how did they determine that unless it already failed? Hmm. I guess it has failed and the Omega thing stopped it. Those are just little nitpicky yeah. stuff well, with the article. Well, well, we don't know if that's going to be explained yet, so let's not... Yes. So I don't F want to nitpick that too hard. Just questions coming up in my head. So scp 1178 secondary effect will initiate in the event that the missile is able to accelerate to a speed greater than 0.2 kilometers per hour. The earlier nuclear detection systems of any former Soviet state will begin to indicate an imminent nuclear strike. Starting with radar stations, all equipment possessed by these nations will begin indicating a massive nuclear strike coming from any nuclear-capable NATO nations. When these states have oh, gone on alert for the possibility of a nuclear strike, the equipment of any nuclear-capable NATO nations will also begin to indicate an imminent nuclear strike from any country currently affected by 1178. So basically, it'll trick other countries into firing their nukes, mm. is the idea. Yeah, real Metal Gear shit. Yeah. Note that 1178 will only affect the early detection systems of these countries and does not affect the actual launch devices or the commanders in charge of said devices. The pre-share protocol calls for sleeper agents within nuclear detection organizations in various NATO and former Soviet states to sabotage the early detection systems of the countries they are working for. This is to create a plausible explanation for why these systems showed false readings. Once this has been achieved, personnel to ignore or ask doubt on any readings detected by equipment affected by 1178. In the event that one nation launches a nuclear attack, the response systems of the recipient nations are authorized to be disabled by Foundation agents, to minimize the damage created by a nuclear strike and avert an XK scenario. I see. So the end of the class isn't caused by the SCP itself exploding something, but by making everyone else send their nukes. Yeah. Essentially mass destruction, mutually assured destruction, yeah. Interesting. So prior to its containment, several incidents of near-accidental nuclear strikes by world powers were reported to the Foundation by assets integrated in the Soviet GRU and the American CIA leading to the discovery and recognition of SCP-1178 as an anomaly. A partial list of incidents caused by 1178 has been included in this report. So this is kind of new. I think we've only really seen this on the, the Flat Earth one, uh, a history for where the object's been. Mm. I mean, a lot of articles mention that, but not like a dedicated section like yeah. these two. Sometimes it's big enough that it's just worth putting under a different heading. Sure, so let's give this a look. So, object history. On blank, 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 SCP-1178 was launched, which was reported as a test by the Soviet Union. During the launch, GRU Division P reports say that SCP-1178 ceased to accelerate and unexpectedly detonated once it reached a height of 1.33 kilometers. At the same time, early warning nuclear detection equipment in the USSR began to display an imminent nuclear strike by the US. It is not known why the USSR did not retaliate in response to these readings. Approximately six days after the incident occurred, the GRU evacuated and demolished the base and established a permanent observation center. Recovered records indicate that SCP-1178 was launched at an object present in the atmosphere over Siberia, but the appearance and properties of this object are unknown, as all information on the object was destroyed in 1991. After an unknown period of time, it began affecting the area around the base, leading to its second activation event. Following this event, the area exclusion that currently surrounds it, exists around it was established. During the Cuban Missile Crisis, GRU personnel began broadcasting the signals currently used by SCP personnel to contain SCP-1178. It believed that research of SCP-1178 had led them to create an elaborate post-war hoax in order to keep it pacified. Research notes recovered from the GRU theorized that SCP-1178's only motivation to activate was to irradiate the Earth through nuclear war, and if such a war had already occurred, it would remain inert until another civilization capable of nuclear conducting a nuclear war arose. I like how they went to the trouble of saying theorize instead of like, I think some articles skip that in wording and wording. And like, like, remember the other day you saw the thing with, or I don't want to call out any articles, but you know, like sometimes it's like, how would they know that? Right. I, I think being like, okay, they theorize. I don't know, but it's something that we in the audience can reasonably assume. Um, this article is weird for me because it's, it's well written, you know, hmm. it's described, you know, pretty competently, you know, it's got, in th what seems like an interesting presence on the service, but I don't know, it just lacks like a substance to me. Right, like, I see. It lacks sort of like a theme. I don't want to go hard. I'm not trying to insult you, Roger, or your work. I mean, it's a fine article, but just for me, it feels like it really lacks a purpose. Mm. I mean, and I guess in theory, not every SCP has a purpose because it's, it's, you know, part of the world. They're just, 
things that need to be contained. But I don't know. I just feel like most SCPs have a theme or or a message of some sort or something that really pulls you in. But this is more just very descriptive, very straightforward. I probably would give it like a five out of ten. Right. Okay. But, uh, I hope I'm not being offensive. You know, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but just for me, it feels like there's some. It feels a little hollow, like something's missing. Right. Okay. Not enough sort of substance for you there. Yeah. What about you, Tim? What do you think, though? I'm um, sure you might have different thoughts to me. I would agree with you a little bit. Um, I do feel like there's some interesting mystery there, like when it's mm-hmm. implied that this was used to launch at something, and that the reason it, it blew that thing up, and that's why it's so weird now. That sort yeah. of interested me. Maybe some sort of other SCP or anomalous object. Yeah, I would be interested to see a tale about that, actually. Like, maybe a tale where that's what happened, what it ran into, and how that's affected the world since. Yeah. That could be cool. Okay. Yeah, as it is now, it's just kind of meh. It's not bad. It's not good to me. But what what's next? Okay, so next we have SCP-1514. Let me give you that link. All right. 1514. And this is called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it going to be based on Star Wars? Well, we'll or see. is it? All right, I guess we will. Let's get into it. Just a heads up. I hope it's not too Star Wars heavy. No, not in. I hope it doesn't require too much Star Wars knowledge because I didn't even watch the whole series until like late in, like my last year of high school. So I'm not like very familiar with the series. I'm not okay. an expert on it. I wouldn't worry about that. Okay, good. So item number SCP one five one four. Oh, and this is by uh, uh, Ambero. Nice. Hello, Ambero. Special containment procedures. SCP-1514-1A 1514 is contained at secure bunker blank. SCP-15141B's status is to be monitored at all times, and any fluctuations of its homeostatic state beyond standard deviations is to be reported immediately. 1A's components are not to be tampered with, and any action beyond routine inspection of the device is to be met with immediate termination. Exactly oh. one level 2 or higher personnel with an appropriate engineering background is to inspect these components once every 20 minutes to ensure their continued function. That sounds like such a hassle, constantly switching out staff. (laughs) Should said personnel breach protocol, the Batrachotoxin collar equipped to them must be remotely activated. Jesus. Is that a real thing, or is that another SCP invention? Batrachotoxin. It's not a word I've run into before. Let me Google that. Yeah, good. Batrachotoxin. It is an extreme potent cardio and neurotoxic steroid or alkaloid found in certain species of beetles, birds, and frogs. Oh, that's kind of cool. Learn a new thing every day. Yeah, so it's pretty deadly, apparently. All right, so, so basically they put these... It's basically like the, the collars they had around the guys in Dead Man Wonderland. It's like you break hmm. the rules, you die. So no personnel are permitted to enter 1A's containment chamber outside of scheduled or emergency inspections. While SCP-1514-2 largely isolate themselves from public awareness, Foundation agents within all major astronomical associations are to detect and disguise any instance of their discovery. Should the signal being transmitted by 1A cease, whether by the destruction of 1A itself or otherwise, Procedure 083 Onagar must be implemented. Failure to do so is likely to result in an XK-class end-of-the-world scenario. I guess I understand if the theme's Cold War, why they're all end of the war, since that was a real fear in the Cold War. But just, like, seeing that over and over is starting to take away the impact of it. <laughs> like, oh, does every SCP cause the world to end? <laughs> but, uh, again, just being picky, and but, you know. So, description. Right. SCP-1514 is a nuclear deterrent system developed by Blank in association with the United States government in 1983. Ooh, interesting. Its development and deployment was disguised by the publicly announced Strategic Defense Initiative, SDI, disparagingly known as Star Wars. This is actually <laughs> real history, this part. I do, I do, I do know. Yes. Which was put forth by then-President Ronald Reagan during the same year. So what's interesting to me is that it says they created an SCP. Hmm. And is that SCP a viewable SCP? Well, we'll get into it. What do you mean, like, oh. they created an SCP? It... You mean, this is, this is, we're reading it. Wait. Oh, I'm stupid. Sorry, we were in containment procedures before and I got caught up in the box picture. I'm I'm dumb. Sorry, continue. So officially, SCP-1514 is known as SDI Blank System Xi, and numerous components of it were developed by legitimate SCDI research and development groups, namely Project Alaba Blank. Known records indicate that the system was functional from 1980 Blank to 1980 Blank, at which point the artifact's malfunctions and subsequent investigation by the Unusual Incidents Unit, UIU, Federal Bureau of Investigation, 
brought 1514 to the Foundation's attention. Interesting. So, SCP-15141A is a 1.5 meter by 0.9 meter by 0.6 meter device comprised mainly of steel. Various instruments along its exterior display the homeostatic state of an entity, 1B, currently residing inside the device. 1A is powered by an unknown internal source and contains what is believed to be a sophisticated life support system utilizing an unidentified dark red liquid. So it's biological? Hmm, strange, very strange. Yeah, it doesn't... Did they put that in there initially when they made it? I'm, I'm confused. So due to the inherent risks of tampering with the device, see below, the details regarding Dash 1B and the life support system are unclear or speculative. Fair enough. The remaining instruments belong to an interface system designed to input and receive data from 1B. Information on Dash 2 is limited and thus has thus far only been provided by documentation received from the UIU, redacted and redacted. See document 1514-RM4 for more details. Do we need to read that as well with this SCP? Um, we'll check that out after the... Um... Main article? Yeah. Okay. However, it's confirmed that Dash 2 are a series of two-digit satellites currently in orbit around Earth. Superficially, they resemble the redacted satellite, with what is believed to be an array of 12 tactical X-ray laser X-Aser devices. X-Aser? Is that a real... That's probably a real word. <laughs> it just sounds funny to me. Attached to the anterior side. The solar panels visible on Dash 2 instances are reported to be fake, as the satellite's propulsion and weapon systems are powered by an alternative anomalous source. Design specifications indicate the Xaser system was originally to be utilized for disabling ICBMs. So this is interesting to me. Oh, sorry, finish the sentence. Uh, I thought you were done. No targeting algorithms do exist for ground-based targets. So this is weird to me because a lot of SCPs, we've met man-made ones in the past, like the Gears one. I keep forgetting the number. 914. Uh, 914, but they were like ancient, you know, and there was a little more mystery. It's really interesting to come across ones that were like recorded in normal histories being made and then through unknown means became anomalous. And it has to be unknown because the government wouldn't have sent the UIU. They would have just been like, yeah, we did that. So like, what is it that causes things to become anomalous? Is it intent? Is it random? Is it a product of exposure to something? There's definitely some interesting mystery there. And where did that weird liquid come from? Like, just like, how does this happen? Is it aliens? I don't know. It brings up a lot of questions. Uh, see if we can get the answers. Yeah, I'm sorry if I yeah, for right. interrupting. So that's one is really To be honest, if you didn't interrupt, it would be borderline. So I'll just rip it off the writers. <laughs> yeah, I just feel bad. So Dash 1A generates an anomalous radio transmission once every hour, broadcasting to the nearest Dash 2 instance. This transmission cannot be deterred or disrupted through any known method, including Faraday cage structures. Well, that is, we looked that up in another one, right? It's like something yeah. electric. -y. Yeah, it blocks signals, I'm pretty sure. Yes. According to documentation provided by Redacted, failure to receive the signal for a period lasting longer than 36 hours constitutes the immediate and autonomous implantation of the coronet contingency, calling all Dash 2 instances to fire upon their preset land-based targets. Oh. Due to the scope of the coronet contingency, which, which was engineered by Blank and is far more extensive than was intended by the US government, this event has been deemed a probable XK-class end-of-the-world scenario. That is interesting, actually. Of it, does, it does mention that it was developed by this blank organization in association with the US government. So maybe Yeah, so they intended it. it, they just didn't intend it to be this effective. So maybe blank intended it to be like this, but the US government maybe, was like, whoa! <laughs> maybe blank is also why it's anomalous. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Which would, which would make sense why they're blurred out, because that's more classified information. Okay, that, that definitely brings in the, uh, a, a potential answer to the question I asked earlier. So information from Redacted has indicated that several components of 1504 were developed by Blank through EIA Project M Blank. I know what that probably stands for. Um, uh, what? MK Ultra, I think. Oh, duh. Between 19... You're better at knowing the American history than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. Between 1960 blank and 1960 blank, though it's unknown what the original purposes of the components were. See the second document for details, so we'll check that out as well. Oh wow, that's a lot to read. So SCP-1514-1A's interface is currently unresponsive to inputs, rendering all manual offensive and defensive capabilities of Dash 2 defunct. This malfunction also prevents the activation of the coronet contingency. This danger was the imp impetus for Redacted contacting the Foundation and the subsequent Foundation custody of the artifacts. While Dash 1A is unresponsive to input, it has been observed to generate text messages via the control panel monitor. Oh, so it can communicate. Hmm. 
And that's weird. So is it like sapiens? Yeah, there's a do we how, what order do we read the documents? Do we click this one here? Do we yeah, go from where they were listed top to bottom? Last one here, because that's just a collapsible. And then we'll go through the documents so that's separate pages. <laughs> well, that's so creepy. What does it say down now? Why don't you read it out for us? Can you hear? I'm happy. Are the stars pretty? Very this strange. is not what I would expect to hear from something capable of destroying the entire world. Very interesting. Let's start with that uh, first document, which is RM27. Uh, I thought the first one was RM4. You are right. I meant RM4, I meant. I was completely wrong. So uh, let's get let's do this. So um, there's four characters here. There's R, N, E, and A. Which ones and are who you? are they all? R and N. So I'll, I'll go through the... Uh, so audio log of item 258 examination. Location USAF installation at Groom Lake, Nevada. Forward, item 258 is an unused satellite developed by Project Excalibur Blank and identical to those deployed for SGI Blank Systems I. This examination will be performed with the objective of obtaining information pertinent to the understanding of repair of item 234, the core component of SGI Blank Systems I. R and N are mechanical engineers with a background in space exploration. E and A are agents overseeing the procedure. How about I be okay. R and E and you be N and A? Because you're from North America. Well, wouldn't it make more sense for one of us to be R and E and the other E and A? Because one is one group of people and the other is another? Yeah, but you're from North America, so N A. <laughs> okay, I'll be N and A. I'll be R and E, because religious education. Nice. That's no conduit from these panels. Are they just for sure? Most likely. We're not sure as of yet what it is powered by. Opening superior side access point. A metallic sound is heard, accompanied by a grunt from N. Ugh. What? No! <laughs> what? Is that blood? No. Blood is brighter colored and more opaque and... <gasps> it smells like iron. This doesn't. What does it smell like? I have no idea. Ah, oh, here, take a sample to the lab. Roger. Or is heard leaving the room. Continuing with the examination. Wet mm. rustling sounds are heard. Components 23, 24, 27. Missing. Unsurprising. All the solar conversion components are gone. There's a lot of wiring, much more than there should be. Looks like fiber optics, all pale gray, tightly bundled. Wait a moment. There's no charge. It's certainly not electrical. It's unusually warm in here. Internal temperature. Mm, 37 degrees centigrade. What's that in? 98 degrees. Odd. That is odd. That is odd. There's really an enormous amount of wiring in here, and I barely see any of the original components. Uh, wait a moment. What? I found something. It's not a component I recognize, but... Jesus, what is this? The sounds of rummaging can be heard. It's an irregularly shaped container. I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's not metallic. The wiring seems to congregate on this object. How big? Maybe 25 centimeters across at the widest, 15 centimeters at the thinnest. It's fairly light. What? It's warm. Same temperature? Warm. N? N, are you okay? Are you warm enough? N what? Sleep now. Warm and cozy. Fuck. Get him out of there now. Get him out now. Open. Loud thrashing is heard. N appears to be crying or laughing. It is unclear. <laughs> Oh, God. Get them out of him. They're getting longer. That's not fiber optics. <gasps> Data expunge. What was he talking about? Cut the wires. And log. Well, that's creepy. What happened? Maybe, I think, I, I've not read this fully, this article previous. I bet those aren't fiber optics. I bet that's like a nervous system. No, shit. you're telling me those aren't fiber optics that are injecting into his body. <laughs> just, I see you just unnoted, so... Uh... Yeah, I like it. Alright, and then there's another one that's... Oh yeah. god, there's a lot of blanks. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. You sure? It's yeah. a lot. They can do All right. it. I believe in you. So, recovered projects, MK Ultra documentation. Journal of Dr. Tannany. <laughs> oh god, no! The return! Entry blank. The Russians are very proud of their telepathy research division, but they lack vision. They fail to respect the power of human emotion, but they'll see that power soon enough, just as soon as our work on empathic resonance is complete, thanks to the materials provided by the Walt Disney Co- no, <laughs> by Blank. <laughs> Please do that! We should have the pro- oh no, 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 I'm disrespectful. We should have the project completed ahead of schedule. 
mind over matter, heart over mind. Sounds very undoctor like. Entry blank. Maybe it's half half the voice, I think, probably. Oh. The first two subject batches exposed to the serum were utter failures. The first all died from cerebral hemorrhaging. The second group went into encephalopathic delirium. Our consensus is that the adult human nervous system is too inflexible, too resistant to change. That being said, further experiments on the current subject pool are likely to be fruitless. Still developing systems, preferably from those still in gestation, are likely to be ideal. We shall requisition more appropriate subjects from blank. Oh, he's saying fetuses. Jesus. Entry blank. Two of our five subjects miscarried. After confirming that their carriers had no reaction from the serum, we've had them terminated. Oh my god! We've lowered the dose volume on the remaining subjects, hopefully to mitigate the potential damage. Real quick, did you know how dark this article was? Because this fits the Dr. Tanhoney we know from the fucking stairwell. I did stairwell. not know. I did not know. This fits him very well. Recurring villain. Entry Black. Blank ordered us to retrieve one subject for closer inspection. Caesarean section of Subject 4 was successful. However, in the aftermath of the procedure, the carrier regained consciousness. Data expunged. I don't understand. Why did the carrier demonstrate a reaction to the serum, but not the fetus? Blank seems excited by the news. I can hardly say I am as well. We lost five personnel from the incident. We've had the carrier placed in a chemical coma, hopefully to prevent any further data expunged. Entry blank. Clark went nuts today. He tried to break into Subject 4's room, claiming he wanted what was his. Give me the Xbox back right now, Clark! I had no idea what to make of it at first. <laughs> but then I saw the logs and noticed he'd been monitoring Master Chief for the last... Carrier 4 for the last two days. Oh, is that his wife? Uh, empathic resonance is more volatile than we estimated. A telepathic event from an unconscious individual... We've barred all access to the carrier's room and reinforced the walls of redacted provided by blank. But we have no countermeasures if another energy projection event like during the C-section occurs. Entry blank. We're fucked. Blank. <laughs> Otto is going to shut the entire project MKUltra down. Blank has ordered us to continue our work while they handle the situation. But we haven't gotten anything, anything out of subject four. The other subjects and carriers have all been terminated. They'd shown no response and were little more than a financial black hole. My staff are losing their minds and I'm tired of cleaning up after them. <laughs> I just like to imagine if he's like, has rubber gloves on and a mop, like literally cleaning after them. Entry blank. Well, the Otto situation has been solved, though it's blown up in the general media unsurprisingly. We can't be bothered to think about that now, though, because Subject 4 is starting to be rematted radiation consistent with telepathic properties. As far as we can tell, however, the Subject does not demonstrate sentience. This is the first sign that Subject 4 has responded to the serum at all. We're not sure what to make of this yet. Nothing seems to make sense of the experiments. We're going to biopsy Subject 4's neural tissue and run an analysis. Entry blank. Data expunged. All of our meat... <laughs> Entry blank. All of, our... fucking voice so much. <laughs> All of our materials have been moved to Lab B, and the remains of Carrier 4 have been locked in a redacted casket. Though given that it could still detect what was happening to Subject 4 when its entire room was lined with it, I doubt it makes much difference. We obtained a neural cell sample of the Carrier shortly after its termination. Black conscious research methods of replicating the sample. For what, I have no idea. Subject 4 is stable. No attempts at a biopsy are planned or even permitted. Not after the last attempt resulted in data expunged and half our staff. Half our staff what? Entry blank. <laughs> Dr. Tanhony, half our staff what? They were playing us right from the beginning. Colin was the one that suggested we use fetuses, and he was one of their agents the whole time. They knew exactly how unstable empathic resonance was and how dangerous the project would be, so they let us do the dangerous work. The bond be between a mother and child, of course, it provoked the strongest reaction. So in, in, in the SCP universe, it's canon that strong emotions are equivalent to some form of power or anomalous ability. Hmm. I guess I guess nothing's technically canon. Yeah, I, so I should also be with, the with all the weird shit they did prior as well. That's true. A telepathic link that can't be deterred by any means. A mother trying to protect her son. The readings we got from the last event are unlike anything we could have predicted. 
blank has taken subject four in the cell sample of its carrier. They're going to continue the cell replication on their own. I understand now. The subject was never the weapon. It was only the trigger. The carrier was the weapon. I, I thought the subject four was the carrier. This carrier four and subject four. I guess carrier four is the kid. But wait, no, but the carrier... I'm confused. They think they know everything, but they couldn't <laughs> see what happened during the last incident. And I have no plans on telling them. They think that just because Subject 4's growth is arrested that it won't develop centuries. I guess you're right. But no, even yeah, they underestimate the power. the fetus and the carrier's the mom. It won't merely relay orders forever. You'll begin choosing what to relay or ignoring them altogether. Maybe giving orders of its own. Well, they, they so for now they're taking orders from this thing saying don't fire. But I guess the implication is eventually if they gain control of themselves, they might fire on the Earth in revenge. Hmm. Very bizarre, uh, very weird. Don't know why Reagan would approve this. Very sh weird choice, a former president. Um, but I guess honestly, very because, interesting article. I guess I because the, it is a very effective nuclear deterrent system. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, this one had, a, and again, I, maybe I shouldn't phrase it this way because I'm not trying to put down the last one, but I feel like this one had what the last one was missing in terms of a narrative and a story. Mm. I was much more driven and invested emotionally. Um, I feel like, um, and it might have helped also that, you know, the basis of this was an event I already knew about, uh, the Star Wars thing Reagan put up. Uh, overall, very cool SCP. I think the documents add tremendously. And I know not everyone reads the documents through, and I think if you don't, it does a disservice to the article if you skip them. Yeah, I would give this probably an 8 out of 10, maybe a 9, maybe not a 9, maybe 8.5 out of 10. Pretty good. I like okay, it a lot. Okay. So we've got one last one here. Yes. And this is SCP-1984. Oh, wait. Did we say who wrote this one, by the way? Uh, I think yes, we did. Yes, it was uh, Ambro. Okay. And now I've got and SCP... This one's 1984, which was mentioned in the other Rocket yeah. one Roger did. And this is called Dead Hand. And it's by... Uh, the the author's name is Kalanin. Um, the, it, He's he, deleted. Yeah, it's deleted the account, but then he made a new one after, so we know who it is. Okay. So Kalanin. Yes. Okay. So let's get into it. Yes. So item 1984, that's a big number because of the book. I hope it yeah. lives up. Item number, SCP-1984. Object class, Keta. Special containment procedures. SCP-1984 is secured at Armed Containment Complex 04, uh, blank kilometers south-southeast of Verkhoyansk, Sakha Republic for Russian Federation. MTF... I'll be real. I, I, I am so bad at reading Russian words and names. It's hard. <laughs> MTF Omega-59. Nesheva's Wolves. And MTF Sigma 18 Chessmasters are to be permanently stationed at Complex 04. SCP 1984 itself is to be contained in Warehouse 5A in a standard humanoid containment cell, modified to be enclosed within a Faraday cage to prevent external broadcasts from reaching the interior. A lot of Faraday cages this session. We haven't really run into them since a long time ago, and now two in one in one episode. They were all the rage during the Cold War. <laughs> the only broad... makes sense. Yeah, the only broadcasts allowed to reach SCP-1984 are those created by the information control team. All broadcast signals in the vicinity of Complex 04 are to be monitored. So whatever this is, it's similar in that I'm assuming it needs its own broadcast like the Roger Maybe. one did. Maybe. At all times, the information control team shall be staffed with no fewer than 15 members and housed in Dormitory 3F, adjacent to Studio 1A. Among these must be at least one military historian, two personnel with an extensive background in international diplomacy, one economist, two actors with significant stage experience, and three personnel with at least 10 years of experience in the Soviet-slash-Russian media. SCP-1984 has received a narrative transmitted via radio and television broadcast, depicting an ongoing state of detente, which means de-escalation de of hostilities. Oh, thank you. Between the Soviet Union and NATO, designed to resemble official releases from TASS, the Associated Press, the BBC, and other established Cold War-era news organizations. Nice. So yeah, some similarities there in terms of it has to have this narrative. But, but unlike the other one where we have to fake that things are building up, why do we have to fake that it's over? Because it is over. It should yeah. already know that after one. Well, yeah, but we don't have that. There's still all the nuclear missiles about, I guess, which... I suppose, be. yeah. So description. SCP-1984 was created by the Soviet Union during the 1980s to serve it as its second strike nuclear deterrence mechanism. So this is like the Russian version of Star Wars, I guess. 
Yeah, and this one was made even more recently and managed to become anomalous. So once again, curious how it became anomalous. SCP-1984 is in fact the system referred to in Wiss Estimesia as Dead Hand, an automated nuclear response commonly believed to be triggered by the destruction of the Soviet command and control structure. However, rather than being a network of sensors and computing systems, SCP-1984 is an autonomous, self-aware entity of varying observable existence of direct access to all Russian nuclear sites and the ability to commence the launch of ICBMs stored therein. Well, so SCP-1984 consists of the embalmed remains of Sergeant Murat Chernikov, a Russian soldier killed during the Soviet-Afghan War in 1982. While Sergeant Chernikov is referenced in Project December documentation, no official Russian Federation records exist regarding him at this time. SCP-1984 so SCP served as the locus for SCP-1984-01. In its dormant state, O1 is a semi-sentient consciousness capable of receiving and processing broadcast signals. It can apparently discern the informational content of any broadcast it receives. During times of what it perceives to be heightened global military tensions, especially those involving the Russian Federation and the former satellite states of the Soviet Union, O1 will begin to manifest and becomes able to interact with the physical world to varying degrees. Manifestations have ranged from a barely perceptible hazy human-shaped outline, believed to be related to an unintercepted report regarding the 2004 Russian presidential election, to a glowing bright red apparition in the distended shape of a child missing its legs. Oh, that's sad. Containment breach 1984-14-08-07-2008. When O1 manifests in this manner, its secondary abilities become apparent. These include the ability to directly interface with nuclear command systems within an approximately 50-meter radius, and combat capabilities focused on severe disruption of the human nervous system. So, if we're to assume that somehow the Russians made this thing sentient and gave it charge of all its nukes, that seems like a pretty big... And it can discern and process information itself. That seems like an awful lot of trust in something, <laughs> and an awful lot of power. I don't know, that seems really scary. When SCP-984 fully manifests, it can move at speeds measured up to 140 kilometers an hour, I will immediately attempt to travel to the nearest functioning land-based strategic rocket installation housing R36M ICBMs. The nearest installation is currently blank blank, 81 kilometers northwest of armed containment complex 04, so we will have reached in less than an hour. Yes, <laughs> terrifying. Access its command system and launch all missiles at their present targets. It will repeat this process until it has launched all remaining missiles into under Russian control. O1 is extremely hostile to any human it perceives as interfering with it and will engage any personnel in its immediate path. O1 has shown limited vulnerability to microwave radiation, however. This serves to misdirect and confuse the entity rather than directly harm it. So if it's hostile to... Oh, to any human it perceives as interfering, never mind. Okay. So, recovery uh, log, 1984. Alright. In early 1984, Dr. Sergei Blank, the Soviet Union's official liaison with the Foundation contacted O5 Blank, overseer of Eurasian Affairs at that time, to discuss what was characterised as a matter of grave importance to the continued survival of the human race. At a secret conference in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia, coinciding with the 1984 Winter Olympics to provide cover for the presence of high-ranking state officials from several nations, Soviet and United States officials briefed Overwatch Command on the true nature of Dead Hand, then assumed by the Foundation to be a traditional nuclear deterrent, and the existence of SCP-1984. In the wake of information obtained by Soviet officials after the suicide of Dr. Anatoly Lavrintyev and subsequent destruction of his research facility, 1984 was revealed to be both increasingly beyond the control of the Soviet government and designed outside of original specifications. <laughs> that's the problem I said it would have. Where, how the fuck are they going to control it? Rather than serving as an assured second strike nuclear response in the event of the complete destruction of Soviet leadership, Dasho 1 was actively attempting to initiate a nuclear first strike at targets in the United States, France, West Germany, blank, and the People's Republic of China. I like that because it implies there is a country that we are not allowed to know about. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe a country that, like, I don't know, is closely anomaly, tied maybe. to the anomalous. Yeah, perhaps. So, at the request of a joint US-Soviet delegation, the Foundation agreed to assume control of 1984 and immediately commence commissioning procedures. Dr. Blank Blank, a surviving senior researcher of Project December and Conate Ezra by the Foundation, was appointed as Director of Armed Containment Complex 04. Right, and there's two pop-downs. Yeah, so we've got an instant report here. So on 08-11-1984, United States President Ronald Reagan joked that, I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes prior to campaign speech. This is, I remember this actually happened, yes. 
<laughs> what Fa the fuck? This did actually happen, yeah. I, I know, it's just like, what the fuck? Thousands of media outlets reported on the president's remarks, and in the ensuing signal traffic, an audio recording of the event broadcast by the People's Republic of China's Xinhua News Agency reached SCP-1984. Oh no. Researchers note, we still do not understand how transmissions are able to occasionally bypass the Faraday structure in closing 1984. Studies are ongoing. Upon receiving the transmission, Dasha 1 immediately underwent a full manifestation event with no detectable warning signs. It breached containment at 0308 hours and was immediately engaged by MTF Sigma 18. Upon sighting MTF operatives, Dash 1 assumed the form of a blue, translucent, emaciated woman dressed in traditional Pashtun attire and began attacking. According to video logs, Private Blank, Private Blank and Captain Blank began exhibiting signs of neurological trauma, such as profuse bleeding from the eyes, ears even, seizures, and leakage of copious amounts of what appeared to be cerebrospinal fluid from the nose and eyes. Before team members equipped with specialised weapon leads could train directed Maragwe pulses at 0 holding it temporarily at bay. While Sigma-18 attempted to neutralise 01, members of the information control team hastily began recording a simulated television broadcast designed to return to a dormant state. Imagine the fucking chaos in that studio. <laughs> yeah. You do not oh flub your line. <laughs> Please! <laughs> Humanity is at stake. <laughs> the first attempt, video log 1984-84.42, was interrupted by the sound of a wall collapsing 80 metres away. <laughs> The result of a failed attempt by MTF Sigma 18 members to initiate emergency procedure 12. The second attempt succeeded. A low footage had to be edited to remove one broadcaster who began suffering what appeared to be a stroke. Jesus. <laughs> the resulting broadcast consisted of a staged BBC News update stating that the Politburo had been in on the joke and previously recorded contingency footage of General Secretary Konstantin Trenko explicitly stating that Soviet nuclear forces were not on heightened alert. He'd just be like, 1984, I chill. Literally shouting at the SAP, it's just a prank! It's just a prank! Literally just a prank! Don't worry about <laughs> it's it! It's just a prank, bro! <laughs> what is up, guys? It's me, SCP-1984. Fighting between <laughs> Dash-01 and Sigma-18 continued for approximately 15 minutes after the information control team broadcast its report. However, O1 soon began to fade and its attacks decreased in intensity until containment was re-established at 0541 hours. With 13 MTF operatives killed in action, 4 support staff dead, and 8 more staff rendered permanently disabled by traumatic brain injuries, Incident 1984-1 remains the deadliest containment breach yet recorded for SCP-1984. Thanks, Mr. It, Reagan. Yeah, thanks, Reagan-bomber. Oh god, the next link is super long. So, uh, just so I don't die, can we please popcorn this bit? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. So, I'll, I'll do the introduction, you can do the first journal entry, then we'll swap from there. Okay. So, head researcher's note. The following documents are fragments recovered from the destroyed laboratory of Dr. Anatoly Lavrintev, director of Project December. The vast majority of information from this facility was lost, and most documents recovered have sustained heavy fire or water damage. This archive was provided by the Soviet government upon transfer of custody of 1984 and the appointment of Ezra as site director. Because of the secrecy of Project December and Dr. Livrinter's triggering of numerous fail-safe measures prior to his suicide, these documents are the only other source of direct information on SCP-1984 besides Ezra. Documents translated from the original Russian into English by researcher Blank. And off to you. Fragment 2.C Suspected to be a memorandum from Dr. Lavrentiev to an unknown, high-ranking Soviet military official. Date unknown, but assumed to be from between 1980 to 1981. Due respect, the game theorists' beloved idea of a second strike mechanism is just as ignorant as the comrades they criticize. You will find one man out of a thousand who will push the button that wins the war. Not many will want the blood of millions on their hands, but some will do it to ensure an end to the conflict. They, this they use to justify themselves. But how many men will push the button after the bombs have fallen? How many will sign the death warrant of the human race and finish off what survivors there may be left? The threat may serve to keep us safe, but the act is only within the mind of an unreachable madman. Perimeter may be automated, but it still must be initiated by a human, and not one of us is capable of ending the world merely for the sake of ending it. The solution, then, comes obvious. I have, I guess that's why they made the thing. Hmm. And Something that's not human that would be willing to fuck, oh sorry, end fragment. Yeah, sorry. Something that's not human that would be willing to be like, push the fuck it button. Okay. Fragment 12.w. Notes found in a charred binder that are not consistent with other materials recovered, written in English. 
Original source oh. of document unknown. Several unintelligible handwritten notes in what is presumably Russian are present in the margins. At which point, Dr. Clark distributed files to each of the members present. Inside each file were the same contents. Contents? Contents. <laughs> a photograph of a man in his late 50s with receding grey hair, spectacles, a moustache, and a kind grandfatherly expression. Photographs of a typical suburban three-bedroom house. Typewritten notes depicting a short personal history of Mr. Smith. And a short story written by Dr. Clark about Mr. Smith's untimely end in an auto accident. Ladies and gentlemen, you know of course that the person in your files is not actually Mr. Smith, but a random citizen unknown to each of you. The real Mr. Smith, like our construct, is also deceased, which of course helps with any troublesome legal action down the road. The information before you is a focal point. We'll spend the next several days familiarising yourself with this material. Keep reading and reading until you are convinced that Mr. Smith is real. This is vital to establishing the correct baseline for our EAG monitors, when we attempt to illegible twice for yes. All assembled at the table clearly indicated that they heard two successive knocks seemingly emanating from the centre. Later examinations of video records do not display any evidence of movement among any of the seated participants. Dr. Clark moved on to the next question on the lip into illegible. So did they construct some kind of thought form, like a tulpa or something? Yeah, maybe. In Glee, the entity demonstrated knowledge of information supplied to participants, as well as details of the life of Mr. Blank. These properties first became known after supplying participants with a regimen of 8A, PDHQ, Desicene, and Illegible. Then I would look that up, but that looks super suspicious. I don't want to get put on a watch Yeah, I assume list. it's some sort of hallucinogenic or something. Yeah. Then remarked that in light of Miss Lamira's injuries, that it was glad we hadn't imagined a hostile figure. This one was bad enough, thanks. <laughs> now Damn. So we're actually getting more of a history, it seems, of how they made it a nom. Also, I feel bad because of the way you did it. You're getting the two really long ones, and I got the two no short ones. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to do the long one for it's you? It's fine, it's fine. Okay. But yeah, uh, just before I continue here, I think it's really interesting that we get sort of the history of, like, this is the first time, wow, we know what and how they made this anomaly, at least to an extent. Yeah. Um, all right, so fragment 21.x, document consistent with personnel records kept by KGB administration. Data known, but assumed to be prior to 1982. Sergeant Chernikov has been noted by commanding officers to suffer from periodic episodes of what appear to be migraines. However, he has never sought medical attention. Whether this is related to the events in Krasnodar is unclear, but in any event, the investigation could not determine Sergeant Chernikov's exact role in the death of Private Bekterev. Exoneration notwithstanding, Sergeant Chernikov has repeatedly demonstrated antisocial behavioral traits, unprovoked aggression against fellow unit members, and actions in the field that border on psychopathic. Efforts to prevent knowledge and subsequent propagandization of Sergeant Chernikov's actions in the village of Mangwall far outweigh the strategic benefit originally sought by deployment of Vimepel. It is the opinion of this commission that despite the critical need for experienced personnel in Afghanistan, Sergeant Chernikov be removed from active duty and placed in psychiatric care. We can ill afford such an unpredictable operative in such sensitive mission areas. And okay. And Sergeant Chernikov was the guy that like committed suicide, right? No, it was the doctor. Oh my bad. So the SCP-984, the main one, is the embalmed remains of Sergeant Chernikov. Oh, okay. So let's get to the diary of the doctor. So it is implied that his like soul is in it or whatever. Maybe. So March twenty one, nineteen eighty one. Researchers continue to add to edgy and insolence. <laughs> that's that. you. That's you. Hey, edgy and hey. insolence. That's not me. Many resent being transferred to this project. Amusingly enough, it's not the goal we're trying to accomplish that bothers them. It's the means we're employed to get there. Many of them scoff at magic and ghosts, as they term it, and deride the work as unscientific. I know that they call me Rasputin behind my back. It was a mistake to inform them of the whole picture. Yeah, I was going to say, they said it was crucial for Mr. Smith to be seen as real, so why did you just not tell them that it was fake? Mm. So, new research team arrived today, quickly divided up personnel into subteams, each focusing on a piece of the whole. Most of the work will be able to be explained on the auspices of direct mind interface software, neurological research, and observation of mass psychological suggestion. I can finesse the rest, much better outlook. <laughs> well, yeah, finesse the rest. The tests have been in line with what Agent Parks observed in Toronto. The question now is what happens when we recreate them on a large scale with a suitable focus. I shall inform the KGB liaison to begin looking for personnel that fall within our perimeters. Illegible. Finally installed Phase 2 personnel. I hate to use Yuri's connections, but the project must go forward, and I couldn't very well tell the committee to hurry up with my ghost squad. 
<laughs> Yo, where's my ghost squad, boys? Initial success made us too optimistic. When we ran the entity for a trial launch sequence, it refused. Clearly, it knew how, because it instead disabled the mock launch terminal. Never considered what would happen if our creation wouldn't cooperate. Can't believe how stupid I've been. What the hell do I do now? I think you start a band called Ghost Squad. <laughs> the, the Politburo have gotten involved. While this means that my missing staff have been replaced and funds are no longer a question, bad things happen when scrutiny comes from on high. Orders are to spare no effort or expense to move forward. Moscow sent a man who looked like a Cossack to deal with Alexei. I was told, a vacation for, told to take a vacation for a week. When I returned, both Alexei and the Cossack were gone. Oof. Um. New test subject provided by KGB liaison. Before, I specified loyalty as a defining characteristic. This time I asked for eligible. Need someone, something, who be entrusted to activate and carry out perimeter. Golovkin appears to have been enough of a thug to do what Alexei couldn't. This isn't working. Illegible, even in simulations. Maybe they're closer to understanding the real consequences attached to the symbolic actions they do. Politburo getting impatient. New candidate identified. Spetsnaz operative with undifferentiated cruelty to others. Promising. Hey, Chernikov moment. We've relied too much on pre-existing character traits. This time we'll need to illegible shall ensure that it'll want to do, want to do it once it's set loose. Illegible end fragment kind of love the mystery at the end there and how you're able to piece it together and mm. i really think that last document gives so much more to the rest of the article this is definitely a 10 out of 10 for me yeah, i really like it kaladin's a very good writer kaladin good job kaladin wow kaladin. blown away i, I wish it kaladin 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 yes i'm so sorry i no, thought it was it's... like paladin with a c <laughs> <laughs> kaladin the paladin sorry yes! sorry kaladin <laughs> oh but very good kaladin um Wow, blown away. I wish I could say more. Uh, I wish I was a little less tired and more analytical right now, but just very well done. I feel like it had anything that was a complaint in a previous article we looked at today. I think this one had it all very yeah. well. It's a very strong go. setting here. It's a complete story. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you detail. have everything. You've got characters. You have the character's arc. You have how they made it. You have why it was made. You just Everything is set for you. Yeah, and just that, strong, uh, that strong sense of history, especially with the Ronald Reagan... We'll get yes. bombing Russia in five minutes. It's, That's great. It's the same as like how I like the last one we read was based in a real event, and this one was as well. Yeah, and it's kind of the counterpart to it as well, which is quite cool. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well... Dead Ham versus Star Wars. <laughs> Beep boop. And both of them are made with people, interesting enough. Mm, or at least that's the implication. Very different sort of methods, though. Yeah, one is like a person who was like a mother that wanted to protect her child, though, and the other is a crazy man that has no regard for human life. So it's like opposites. Yeah, very good. Oh. Very good. Alrighty. So yeah, that's all the SCPs we have for today. We've been going for about an hour or so. Yeah. And um, also, another plug, if you guys aren't aware, um, for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, uh, if you're listening on Spotify or maybe iTunes by now, for lucky... Um, Tanhoney's YouTube channel, we, he started uploading some more videos for those of you maybe we have some viewers that aren't haven't written any SCPs yet or are more curious about how to get into it. He's got some stuff on how to write tales, yeah. how to write SCPs yourself some things that you might want to look into. They're just short little videos. They're not as long as our podcast so keep your eyes out if you're interested Definitely, definitely, yes So what, we're going to keep updating um, the YouTube page of sort of lots of SCP content so if that does interest you, please come check it out yeah. And with that, I don't have anything else I think we need to mention, do you? Nope, this is Darnell, a.k.a. Tanhoney's random friend, signing out. And this is Dr. Tanhoney. Come here, Darnell. <laughs> no, please! <laughs>